Hi, and welcome to The Light Leaders, a podcast for light workers who want more money, power, and impact. I'm your host, Alex E. Lember. I believe that we are currently in the middle of a global awakening of humanity and that leveraging entrepreneurship is the fastest way to raise the consciousness of our planet. So in this podcast, I interview light workers and conscious entrepreneurs who follow their soul mission and have built a business around it. I call them light leaders, and this is the new paradigm. You will hear their stories and more importantly, receive tools, tips, and strategies on how you can also impact more people and grow your business while following your soul mission. If you hear little nuggets you love and you'd like to share, Screenshot this episode and share on your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag us at the Light Leaders Podcast and we will repost. Hey, before we jump into that interview, there is a phone. I really want to talk to you about this one. It's called the Clear Phone. So it's not run by Google or by Apple. It's a different operating system. It's a really good smartphone and I'm really excited about it. Because if you have educated yourself on what happens to your data when you use Apple and Google, well, often they will use your data and sell it to advertiser and use so much of it. So this is a phone that's encrypted and decentralized and um, you actually, it's run on the blockchain. I'm super passionate about it. It's also a really good smartphone. They ship almost everywhere in the world. So if you're interested go to thelightleaders.org slash clear phone, clear like it's clear phone, and you'll find more information there. You can also become like me, a brand ambassador. I'm so passionate about it. So yeah, see you there and enjoy this episode. Hi, and welcome to this new episode of The Light Leaders. Today, I'm with Rhonda Swan. She is the CEO of the Unstoppable Branding Agency and a brand and marketing strategist. She helps CEOs, executives, and solopreneurs to grow their personal and professional brands human to human. After spending nearly a decade working in PR and marketing for Fortune 400 companies and multi-million dollar brands and startups, Rhonda knows what truly drives conversions, sold-out launches, and how to get her clients featured in top-tier publications. Rhonda has landed coverage in print and broadcast outlets around the world, being featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc. Success, Business Insider, ABC, CBS, NBC, and CNN, Thrive Global, Medium, and BuzzFeed. In addition to her extensive PR and marketing experience, Rhonda is a trained business coach and holds a MD, MBA in business and marketing. Rhonda, welcome to the show. Why, thank you. That's like a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm super excited to have you. I've been wanting to have you in the chair for my pleasure. quite a bit because I'm super excited to have the people who listen um, hear about your expertise on building a brand, mm. especially. That's what a lot of people want to do here, listening and watching the show. But first, what are you grateful for today, Wanda? Oh, I'm grateful for the oxygen in my lungs. Truly, if you think about it, like the, the around the world, there's so much bad air quality, and mm. people are inside of their home. So here mm. we are in Bali, and we've got fresh air, mm. we've got pure breeze, and I am grateful to be living in Bali for the air that is mm. so freely blowing through my lungs every day, really. 
Especially now, less yeah. tourists, less, less yeah, traffic. Yeah, exactly. Bali better. is like nice and clean and clear. Mm. You know, I've got family, it's winter in the USA right now, and they're stuck in four walls. Okay. You know, think about the air quality. Think about like what's going on to their, so their, their conscious minds, right? They're like, their bodies are full of carbon monoxide and they're just not healthy. Mm. So, so grateful to be in Bali for this and so many yeah. other reasons for yeah. sure. I love the listeners to, in a snapshot, know a bit what you stand mm. for and what's your business. So can you share a bit about your greater why, your vision, mm. and how what you're doing in the world, your actions, your business, bring that vision into manifestation? Yeah, all right, that's a big question. Um, my greatest why is initially started why I actually even started a business and became an entrepreneur was um, because I was in corporate and I was, mm -hmm. you know, working the... The long, not a nine to five, it was like a 24 hour type mm. of a position. And I witnessed a woman that had a six week old baby mm -hmm. put her daughter in daycare. And she was about 15 minutes to one of our Monday meetings. And my boss said, if you are ever going to keep this job and you want to put food in this baby's plate, you're going to be there on time. <laughs> and I sat there because that was my boss who I was taking her place. And I thought, if I'm going to be like that woman, who am I to other women? Who am I to, you know, be the example to being able to raise a child and be the primary influence in their life? So my mission started there. Initially, I'll be totally honest, I went through my MBA and all I wanted to do is just make money. I want to get the big job. I wanted the big car. I wanted to live that, you know, society's taught American dream. And I was going for it and I was doing it. However, I was empty. My husband and I were sleepwalking in the hallway Every morning, he was a robotics engineer, and we were just, you know, putting time in to make the money. And we were living really um, superficial lives. And so my mission then started on how can I be a bigger example to women that you can have your cake and eat it too. You literally can raise a family. You can be a powerful woman that makes her own income and that you can truly have the life that you dream of as long as you you believe in it and you focus and you become really good at what you're doing. Mm. And so that's really became part of my mission. You know, I uh, quit my job in 2004. I was one of the first women that generated a million dollars with Google ads working online. Uh, I started uh, working with Perry Marshall, who's like the godfather of marketing. And I just learned how to be really good at um, Google ads. And I then realized that was just selling products at the time. And I started working directly with uh, Bob Proctor, Robert Kiyosaki, Zig Ziglar, and I became one of their resellers of personal development products. So my world changed because of the programs, but my life changed because of what I was learning. And as I started to, to build it and, and learn how to, you know, keywords and how to actually find the right people that wanted the products that I had is when I started to build a brand because I was just a widget, right? I was just an ad. But when I became a human being, a, a heartbeat that people were finding that had and offered these personal development programs that changed my life, then my business and my world began to change. So that took me on a really deep path on learning branding and how to um, make it very human to human, not just selling. Mm. You know, so many people out there just trying to sell stuff. And I think right now, especially more than ever, the way that the world has shifted, everyone's trying to be online. However, if you are just looking to sell something, 
you're going to be, you know, floating Russell Brunson, who I love dearly. He always says you're in the red sea or in the blue sea. Mm. How do you become uh, competition irrelevant? Right. And that's becoming unique and building a brand. And so that's what put me on, you know, this path. And it's now been, I quit my corporate job. Now it's been over 16 years. Mm -hmm. And I retired my husband. I've been the primary influence of my daughter's life from the day that she was born. I raised her and, you know, have now maintained that mission, which is showing other women that you can do it too. Yes. And I think he will keep the, the conversation more around building the brand and mm -hmm. how that can. Uh, benefit the listener, mm -hmm. but you have also such an incredible uh, life with your family, the unstoppable family with uh, Brian, the unstoppable surfer, <laughs> and, and uh, Annelay that I'd love to have mm -hmm. on the show too. Yeah. So it's very inspiring how you've built a family going around the world and empowering your child. So mm. that's, that's definitely uh, something like we can see you, you've um, challenged a lot the assumptions, the status quo and done things your way, the, mm -hmm. but in a better way. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting when you to relate the family stuff to the branding is is actually how it really started. And when I got very clear on what we wanted to be for the world and a brand, of course, has to have a has to have values. Right. So it's the foundation of development of a brand is your values. And so I started developing our unstoppable family. I always say it's like an umbrella, like your main umbrella brand is unstoppable family. Mm -hmm. However, underneath it is unstoppable mama, which is my personal mm -hmm. brand. Unstoppable surfers, my husband, unstoppable girl is Hanalei. Now I have unstoppable agency. My husband has unstoppable beard. So if you think about it, that family that has all the values, that brand is what allowed us to really create this multi-tiered layer of a brand. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important for people to realize because you just have to go with the foundation Like, what is it that you really want to be seen as and how do you want to be perceived? Mm. And for us, it was all about our values. You know, like, who are we? How do we pe want people to relate to us? And that's trickled through everything mm. that we do now. Do you feel that sometimes people have a, a bit of resistance to the concept of brand? I'm talking maybe also in spiritual circles where there could be uh, a rejection of some of the consumerist part, you know, and, and brands we can associate it with Gucci or those big luxury fashion brands. And do, do you find that people have that resistance? Well, I think that there's a, there is a group that has a hard time on the spiritual side and on the financial side, right? The, the entrepreneurs and the spiritual, there are some that they, it clashes for them. However, it shouldn't be that way mm. because if you believe in true abundance, like I pray every day to the creator, right? And I asked creator to give me the gifts, to use my gifts in the right way. So that if money and currency continues to come my way, I will be the keeper of the abundance because I will use it for good. And I think that that happens often. I see this in the spiritual communities, the medicine communities, even in the entrepreneurial communities, right? They have a hard time looking at spirituality. Mm -hmm. They're like, that is not belonging business. I'm like, well, but that is who you are. So if you are able to blend the two, but know that You know, I, I, I typically a lot of it comes down to how people were raised. They think that money was the, uh, what is it, the root of all evil, mm. right? Or that if I'm uh, giving my gifts, that's a gift and I shouldn't ask for, my, for money. Mm. But it's about how you value yourself. Mm. You absolutely should, if you're giving someone a gift or you have experiences or you've done so much work to get to the point that you can serve or heal someone, mm -hmm. then why shouldn't they, they be willing to to offer 
and I think in the spiritual world, they call it the exchange, right? Mm -hmm. It's called currency for a reason. It's energy. Mm. It's energy exchange. So why shouldn't we then exchange money? So I think that there is a bit of a conflict mm -hmm. that happens in both worlds. However, those that know how to blend the two, mm -hmm. those are the winners. Those are the mm -hmm. ones that serve more because they've got more um, revenue and money to give back more, right? And they are using that money for good. Mm -hmm. And then, and that's so relevant on money. And um, that's why this is called the light leaders. I like to say it's going from light worker to light leader. Yeah, right. And, and having that impact mm -hmm. with, with different energies, but definitely money is an important one in our world. Also, in terms of the brand, I feel like some people have a resistance to maybe label themselves. Mm. That creating a brand, especially when we talk about a personal brand, is limiting. Ask me more what you mean by that, because if it's if you're the brand, Alex, because mm -hmm. you are, mm -hmm. that's just part of your company brand. Mm -hmm. You are the brand. You're the heartbeat, mm -hmm. right? So it's not limiting. That could limit you. However, okay. because if you're the brand, the personal brand, mm -hmm. you could have light leaders. You could have light anything. You could have leaders of. You can have all these things underneath it. So it doesn't limit you. What limits is when they stamp themselves as that's the only brand mm -hmm. I am. See. This is the difference that I make with our clients is because they do get pigeonholed if they're a course creator, right? Mm. They're like, oh, I'm only, um, you know, like the, the, good, the good life project. But that's a program they created 10 years ago that they really want to separate from. Mm. However, if you brand yourself as the heartbeat of a company or all those things under the umbrella, mm -hmm. then you have so much more freedom. Okay. So do you recommend people usually to have a personal brand and then a different brand that they, they create? That well, it just depends from? on objectives, right? So many companies, they want to sell. So mm -hmm. if you want to sell, then you need to be the personal brand. The company needs to be or what you do or the product of what you do. And you build that out so that it can be sold. But you still maintain yourself as the personal brand. Mm -hmm. See, I see this often. Like, for instance, look at Gary Vee. Mm -hmm. Look at um, uh, Richard Branson. They're in the front They are the personal brand. That's what drives. Gary doesn't talk about his company, VaynerMedia. He is VaynerMedia, mm. right? I don't necessarily talk about Ensemble Branding Agency. I am it. My family embodies it. They look at my branding. So if, if you want to take yourself a, a step ahead of others, you need that heartbeat. There was a big study that was done uh, that polled consumers, and they asked them, what would you rather buy? a consumer brand or logo or a company or a person, mm -hmm. right? It's obvious, like over 82% said, I absolutely want to know who that person is. I want to know who, what they stand for and I want to know their values. Mm -hmm. And now more than ever, we are in the world of connection. The fake it until you make it, the, you know, put myself on a website or a video and let me look cool just isn't working anymore because people are Googling your name now. Like if you are not, if you are Googling your name, I want everyone even to do this, Google your name and you need to look on the right hand side and see, do you have a knowledge panel that shows everything I'm about? Do I click on news tells you what people are saying about you? What well, that's what publications, who's talking about you. That's what they're looking for now that says you're credible because the billions of other brands that say the exact same vanilla conversation is just like you. But how do you make yourself competition irrelevant? 
you put yourself on the front, your beliefs, your values, your personality, your, you know, your uh, language influx, right? That's what makes you so unique. That's what makes light leaders such a powerful brand because you're the leader of it. You could build this up so well where someone could actually take your seat because the light leaders has a brand that you're interviewing amazing people, but you're the, the host, let's say. However, if you grow out of this, you're still going to be Alex, who could be a speaker, who could be a thought leader, who could be this, right? So so many people get that part wrong and they just start building the product brand and they forget that they're actually the one that's going to stay forever with themselves, mm. right? So that's what we always reverse that and say, start your personal brand first, then begin to build products or companies within it, but maintain your personal identity because mm. that's what people are looking for. That's what they're searching for. Nice. Right? And when it comes to building your personal brand, obviously your personal brand is going to be a part of who you are, but it can't be the whole of who you are. And I feel like maybe sometimes people get frustrated about it. Or do you have tips on building a personal brand? So for example, I build a personal brand. I want my, the people to know who I am, but maybe I want to choose three or four topics to be known for because everyone who's following me is not going to be my best friends and wants to know all the subtlety of everything I am. So mm -hmm. I feel like at some point you need to caricature a little bit yourself, right? So can you speak into this, into that balance between maybe you just want to know, be known for one thing. Okay, I'm the Dentra guy or I'm the Well, Healy you should. Guy. I mean, yeah, you should. Yeah, I mean, you should absolutely identify who you are. And I think that's really important. Like, for instance, I um, initially, when we were building our, our Unstoppable Family brand, yeah. we were uh, family, freedom, and fun. That's what we mm, stood for. Okay. Everything we do is family, freedom, and fun. Then I started building my personal brand And I was doing everything because I was a digital marketer. I could help people with online businesses. I could help mm. them build brands. I can help them make funnels. I could do all this stuff. And I got to, I call it vanilla. Like we got to go for chocolate. Like what makes you super unique mm. and like chocolate. So for me, I create sexy brands. People know me, oh, I want a sexy brand because I coined the phrase that we create sexy brands and turn them into profit-making machines, mm. right? So we look at what is it that you do And what is the desired outcome of your client or your customer? They want, my clients want a profit machine. Mm. They want a sexy brand that not only looks beautiful, the message is clean. It's um, in the message. I always say that it's passes the grunt test. Um, what is it? The grunt test. Do you know what that means? No. So for instance, imagine if you were going up to a caveman mm -hmm. and you were to tell them exactly what you do. Mm -hmm. And you said what you did and the caveman's like, oh, I got it, right? You passed the grunt test because cavemen are known to probably not have as much smarts as many. And so the, the, the point of this is that most of us get too flowery with our words, right? There's so many communities like, I do this and I heal and then I'm a spiritual this. And I'm, a, and I'm not downing anyone. However, everyone's the one. Help me. Where are you going with this? So if I'm using too much mental bandwidth to mm -hmm. figure out how you can help me, it's all about you. It has nothing to do with me. So I tune out. I go to the guy that says, nice to meet you. My name is Rhonda Swan. I'm the CEO of the Unstoppable Branding Agency. I create sexy brands and turn them into profit-making machines through PR and media. Mm. Boom. You know exactly what I do. If someone else were to say, oh, I do this and I kind of work on this, I kind of work on this, it doesn't pass the grunt test. Yeah. It's not simple enough. And that is where most get themselves stuck mm. and they're, it's not working and it's not landing because their message isn't clean enough. Mm. 
So from an identity point of view, maybe being at peace with the fact that your personal brand, yes, is going to be labels and a, a bit of a caricature and a simplification of the infinity of who you are. <laughs> and that's See, okay. That, but that's that, how that, you do in that game you it. play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to be, yeah, to the point. Like I'm pretty mm -hmm. direct and to the point. Um, so people always know what I do. Um, you know, but you should always know exactly what you are. So when I, if in different scenarios, I introduce myself, I'm, you know, brand expert or I'm a brand strategist. Mm -hmm. So they know exactly because that's what I want to be known as. Yeah. Right. And, and the moment I did that is actually the moment that my business really grew because mm -hmm. I took the time to uh, really nail down the image, the message and the strategy of where mm -hmm. I was going. Can you share a little bit about how you built your business? How I built it? Yeah. Like in what ways marketing well, did, wise did start, messaging um well uh, how did it go so you started traveling the world being the unstoppable yeah. family and did you offer consulting straight away did you well one of the first courses? yeah i mean one of the first things that um i did is get really clear obviously on what the value base was, what my why was, and more importantly, who I wanted to talk to. So um, I started my company before social media was around, so that's very much so aging me. There was no social media at all, right? So I was relying on marketing back then. Well, then Facebook opens up, and so YouTube first, then Facebook. So YouTube opens, and I started just shooting video, and I only thought about the one person that I wanted to speak to, just one. That, and this was a woman who wanted to be like me, like where you look at your, who your perfect client is or avatar, whatever you might want to call them. And it's like, what is that one person? And I spoke to them. So every day I did a video every single day. And this is back when no one was really doing them. And I started to get very clear on my message and what I wanted to do. And because we were selling personal development programs, right? People wanted our lifestyle, mm. right? So you look at what do they really want from you? Well, our people wanted to learn how to get their mind clear and how to create this lifestyle of traveling around the world, right? So we were also creating a model that showed people how to do that. So we were helping them build an online business. And, you know, that's really identifying who the people are that you can help. So initially we were, uh, I started a branding workshop and I was selling an eight week workshop. And from there, then it became events and then it became, You know, now workshops mainly on starting your, your lifestyle business, your brand, business just, brand. it was brand development from everything from, uh, image message and strategy. Mm. And we were building, you know, creating logos. We were helping them write their message, helping them write their elevator pitch. Right. I mean, really dialing in everything they needed to have a foundation so, and giving them a strategy to doing that. Cause I think that's what happens. People's like, okay, I know who I am. I know my why I'm doing videos, but what's your real strategy? Like, where do you want to go with it? What do you want to offer? Like, what is your main offer? And there's only one offer. You should only have one offer. And so many get diluted because they got so many things they can do and they're confused. I can do so many things. You don't have different, uh, like a high, more high ticket and low Initially, tickets. you should always, every person that enters in the market, if they're starting, should have, you know, we go, you know, low, medium to high tier. Everyone should offer, enter into the, the medium tier. And why, why is that? Well, it's because if you start low, low ticket, let's say you do a course for 500 bucks, you're going to go broke by the time you sell it. So you need to go in where you can actually have a personal touch, right? I always go mid. Did you say 500 for low tier? Yeah. 500 for low tier, let's say two to 5,000 for medium tier. Okay. And then anything above that, you know, for high tier and of course then events. But what happens is if you go mid tier, so that's like moderate touch, right? So it could be not one-on-one -on -one coaching, it's group coaching. 
I never want anyone ever to go straight to one-on-ones because what happens? You burn out. You only have so many hours in the day. So go for group coaching, uh, create a methodology that you can be known for. Like mine is the sexy brand building formula. That's the methodology I created, launched over 162 new brands and products just in 24 months alone Mm -hmm. because I followed a system. So people know what you're known for. They know that your methodology works. Now you teach in group. And then from the group, you start building a digital course, right? From the recordings or, Mm. right? And then you sell the digital course. So I always tell everyone to go to moderate and then you upscale into higher ticket, maybe some one-on-one coaching, if not into events. Okay. And that's what you found a really good formula for... Well, for making revenue. It's right. Making revenue. So you can help a lot of people by doing one-on-ones, but are you helping yourself? Yeah. And what do you think, uh, I'd say, from the people I've had in this chair, so we have people doing online courses, group coaching, mm-hmm. one-on-one coaching. Um, we have network marketing also. Do you, also, do you want to, have you worked with that? Network marketing? Yeah, yeah network yeah. marketing was, a, a, I was the number one, um, uh, whatever you call them, I don't even know what they call them, any representative back in the day, mm-hmm. back in 2006. Okay. I worked for a personal development company named Liberty League International. We were a $100 million company, and I was the number one, I guess, team builder, if you will. Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot the lingo. It's been a while. Um, And it was because I knew how to convert. Mm -hmm. I knew how to teach my team how to convert. And it all came down to providing them the right tools so that they could also convert. Because the team, the companies don't really care. They don't even want you to build a personal brand. They want you to sell them. So I taught everyone how to build a wedge in between the company and the, their personal brand, mm. right? You, your personal brand needs to be the wedge between the company so that anytime if I ever wanted to leave, which I did, that no one even knew that there was a company behind me. They wanted me. Mm. Right. I think that's something that is a big one for especially network marketers. They're selling the company product. Everyone does that. Sell yourself, then they just so happen to want to know what it is that you do or mm-hmm. how you get to that lifestyle or how do you get to that money or how do you get to, you know, to, to be this way. Well, that's my solution, right? And I think that's where um, the companies would prefer mm-hmm. you to promote them. And so if you had um, a service to offer and you want to build your brand on social media, mm-hmm. which I guess you'd say is the place where it's happening now mainly, or social media or the internet and mm-hmm. Google, where, where would you start? Which platform? It's, there's not one that you'd start no. at. It depends on your age. It depends on, you know, what you're, what you're good at. You know, there's, there's the truth behind some people are just made for radio. Some people are mm. made for video, right? And some people are made for writing. Some are made mm. for, right? So it really does depend. There's so many platforms out there right now. Um, I'm not a big trender so much. Like, um, I was always on the forefront leveraging them, but that wasn't the only thing, the only way that I was making my, you know, generating leads or generating revenue. And that was something that I learned very early on, you know, don't put your eggs in one basket, right? Make mm. sure that you have a quality organic stream. So you that's where building a quality brand comes from understanding, you know, and starting using SEO so that your name gets anchored in Google index for who you are, what you do. And then you use social media, paid ads, right? Organic forms of traffic Mm. to start driving the awareness scale. Um, and you know, there's really no one specifically, however, you know, there's so many that, that you you could leverage that could be for anyone, right? Like clubhouse is out. Mm. We're just starting to tap into clubhouse because it's bringing us back to where it used to be, where I used to kind of have people call an 800 number and I would do conference calls. Mm. Like this is what clubhouse is. And Mm. I would do that all day long. 
and people would come and I would just, you know, start educating. And that's how I built my business with an 800 number early on, you know? So I think it really comes down to who people really are and Mm. where they want to leverage because it really all works. All of it works. You just have to be committed and consistent. Mm. Do you have tips for uh, people who don't want to be too much in the hustle on how you can be smart on being consistent and dedicated, but without spending too much time always being on on screens? So like smart ways to do it. Yeah, four hours a day is really what all everyone should be working. And they should map out um, one hour of media, whatever their social is, whatever that hour is that you're going to do, that should be, you know, if it's stories, if it's posts, if it's, you know, video, whatever that might be, if you're going to do it on an organic daily, pick one hour Mm. and the other two hours should be revenue producing activity, income producing, revenue producing Mm. things that are selling for you, whether it's a webinar, whether it's talking to leads. I mean, this is like really big because everyone gets so lost in what to do every day. And at least those two hours have to be targeted focus. I mean, shut the doors, no kids, no distractions, no eating, no this, literally two hours. You can get so much done in that amount of time. And then the other is follow-ups. So in four hours a day, you could literally completely cover everything that's needed, especially for an online business. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is what you do on your personal time, whether it's learning, um, you know, being educated from others, it's reading, it's doing things that help you grow your mindset. But there's four hours a day that I focus on to run my company. And now I have 50 employees, right? So I'm, I've got mm. a lot of different things going on. However, my four hours a day, if I can keep that focused, then my company's constantly growing. Mm. And when you build a brand, do you start with the offer in mind? Yeah, I mean, I, well, share. I would start with what your values are. What do you okay. want to be like? What's the yeah. foundation of you? What do you want to be known for? Right. You're light leaders. You even said it's okay. light leaders. So if we can have a snapshot, let's say I was working mm-hmm. with you, for yeah. example, you'd be like first the values. Yeah. So what do you value, Alex? Mm-hmm. What is what is what is your values? What are you, they? Asking I'm asking you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I value freedom. Okay. I value love. I value impact. I value community. Um, Mm. I value abundance. Mm-hmm. And with light leaders, what is light? How does light leaders, the name, relay, uh, relay or connect to what your values are? Um, well, light comes from light workers would be people in the heart, so that's that's right. that love, and then leader would be the impact. So people in the heart having an impact, ultimately leading to more freedom and love in the world. Right. So. Your values are going to connect to everyone that listen to that. They now really know who you are. Now, they're probably going to know because if they're listening to your podcast, they're going to know who you are. However, if you were to meet someone and share, I'm the host of, like if you were to do your introduction, how will you introduce yourself? For the light leaders specifically? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Alex. I'm the host of a podcast called The Light Leaders. And the idea is to give power to the people who live in the heart and who want to have a beautiful impact in the world and want to raise the consciousness of our planet. Yeah. Could wrap that up a bit better. No, I think that's, that's still good. It's, 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 it's pretty mm. direct, right? I mean, the, the, the taglines is, but it speaks to light workers already. Mm-hmm. It's, it's for light workers who want more uh, money, power, and impact. Right. So right now, you're, you're building your brand is, has a heartbeat already. So now the next step is now that you know your values, know who you're talking to, what is the objective that that brand has? Is it 
to sell something? Is it just to educate? Is like, you have to know, mm. am I going for, is this a, a money making brand? Cause yeah. some of them are not right. Yeah. Some of them are just here to educate, to serve and to give back. Yeah. Right. So if your objective now is I want to use this brand to make money, then mm. you say, okay, how can I make an income, but still holding onto my values, mm. right? And not sh uh, shortchanging what the values are of this brand. So that might be that if you're going for abundance, love and connection and community, then if you're just running uh, Google ads, mm. that is zero, that has nothing to do with that, right? But if you were to use Facebook groups, mm. right? Uh, Clubhouse, live events, you're starting to build that, right? So the, the decisions that you make and how you're going to promote this brand has to be aligned with those values. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Then those values design what's the goal. Okay. Is it make money? Is it to just have a lot of listeners? Mm -hmm. And then more the tactics around it. So what social media do you use? Maybe do you define like four or five topics you talk about and cycle? Well, no, I mean, I, um, when it comes to really creating a, a quality brand message and a launch, um, I wrote the, one of the chapters in Russell Brunson's book, uh, oh, called, one? um, if you were to lose everything and it was the 30 day challenge, if you were to lose everything, what would you do to come back? Um, and you couldn't have a list, you couldn't have any money and you couldn't have any joint venture partners. And he chose 30 authors and I was one of them. And so I wrote my story of, I, my family actually lost everything in a huge real estate deal and we had to start over. And I gave exactly the steps of what we did every single day for 30 days, rinse and repeat for over a year. We went from $12,872.62 left to our name in our bank account to over $1.5 million in our bank account one year just by doing this exact one strategy. And at the time it was going Facebook live. Right? So I wrote this chapter three years ago and I launched this course, which was connected to that book, um, three years ago. And so we went live every single day, grabbed a community, pulled them in their heartstrings, but I wasn't one or two topics. It was all based on the awareness scale. Okay. So this gets a little bit deeper. Is it all right if I go deep? Let's go deep. I mean, just, you know, helping people understand it. So the way consumers are looking, we always have to know where they at in their buying process or just in their understanding. So that's the awareness scale. They're either at the very bottom, which means I have zero awareness. I even have a problem. Zero. The next level is, Ooh, I might have a problem, but they don't know that there's a solution. The next level is, ah, I have a problem, but I really am looking for a solution. I really know that there's a solution out there. The next level is there's actually a product or a person that can solve that problem mm -hmm. that can solve it. And the next level is of course, that they're fully aware, meaning they already know they've got a problem. They found out that there's a solution and there's a product or a person that can help it. They're ready to buy. So what most people do, they have no idea where their clients are on the awareness scale. So they might be talking on social media about something super deep, right? And their audience doesn't move and they're wondering why they're not buying. It's because every topic and every communication that you do has to either build them up the awareness scale, right? Or take them through the layers of understanding until they get to the top of the awareness scale. And so that literally means breaking down everything that you talk about or that you know, up and leading them up to the ultimate, which is that offer. Mm -hmm. It's either a webinar, it's work with me, or it's an application, or it's a discovery call, whatever that might be for coaches and consultants. 
And that right there is probably one of the biggest winners and how I went from literally 12 grand to 1.5 million because all I did is think about who's that one woman? What can I offer my ultimate offer? What do I need to tell her every day for 21 days? We do a 21 day cycle and then the last week is follow-ups. So every day, 21 days, what do I need to say to keep them which I called the Pied Piper. I don't know if you know what that is. Like it was an old fable and, uh, and he was like the Pied Piper played this flute and all these little mice were like, right? And he got them, they got them into the cage, right? Now that's kind of a bad analogy because I'm not trying to capture my people, but that's what it as in essence is, is like you are, you're, you're speaking into their existence, into them, their awareness that they're realizing, wow, this person knows me. They know what I'm going through. And there's a, I have a problem. I didn't even know that I had limiting beliefs that's stopping me from having success. That's a problem. Wait a minute. There's a solution. I mean, I can actually unpack this. I can rewire my neurotransmitters. I can actually look at my limiting beliefs and break it down all the way down when I was four years old. And my mom told me that I, we couldn't make any money. Like that's ridiculous. However, that's what it is. Right. And then, ah, so there's a product, there's a man, there's an Alex that can help me do this stuff. I'm totally aware he's my man, right? So that's the process of really, truly knowing what you do, how you do it and who you can help and then moving them through the awareness scale. That's how we launch products. That's how I launched everything. And I still do it that way. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Super helpful. Simple, but super helpful. What, what's the, um, what's your vision about what's happening at the moment? There's a lot of opportunities with the online world. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's a, something you want to share about, but like personally, I also find social media is getting, I feel a bit less aligned because mm -hmm. I feel there's been a lot of censorship, at least yeah. from the Facebook ecosystem. Like, like how do you feel this whole, uh, social media culture evolving in, right now? We're still in the middle. Yeah. Of I don't, COVID. I don't really, um, I only use social media to inspire someone. Mm -hmm. So my personal page is only for inspiration. And I think that the world is completely fucked up mm -hmm. and that the contrived messages that people have been giving when it comes to marketing messages are being um, probably mostly exposed. And in order for people to really truly build something that has impact and has that can really land for someone, they have to tap into themselves and get very real, mm -hmm. very, very real. And to look at all of... Um, you know, the, the limiting beliefs that they have, because right now Google just did this report over a million domains were built, bought in like three months. And that's not even that many. However, it's a lot. If you think about the amount of people that are buying links and, 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 and websites, they're all diving online. So we've got to be very transparent. I think that's why people are loving clubhouse because it's people just truly giving and they're sharing from their heart exactly what they know. And it's about authenticity right now. Social media, um, I think it's going to be gone really soon. It's going to be? Gone very soon. Whoa. I think Facebook will be gone within six months, if not a year. Whoa. I think it'll be gone. I've already prepared my four months transition. Yeah, outside. you should. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and because it's, it's no longer real. Hmm. It's garbage, right? Um, YouTube still keeps, it's still the second largest search engine. So we should, everyone should be anchoring in right now. What everyone should be doing right now is anchoring in their name mm -hmm. and what their, their, their specialty is in their company, meaning they need to Google index their name. 
And you do that by, you know, utilizing keywords, let's say in, in YouTube videos, um, so that if someone's searching for you, knowing what is your keyword that you want to be known for, begin to anchor that in because the internet's going nowhere. Social media is probably going down. Um, and there will be a lot of new platforms that we'll be able to leverage. However, the ones that are winning are those that are having, and obviously I run a PR agency, so I'm not just saying that because I run an agency, mm -hmm. it's because for a longest amount of time, news, print, right? News, that's where you got your credibility from, right? You're like, if I was in the news, yeah. oh, I'm credible. Now, if you're being, if your story is being told or what you do is being told by credible third-party publications, not the, the whole slew of ones that are like, um, Google just banned over 50,000 blah, blah, blah publications. One that people are trying to sell you, get in, get in. They're garbage. You have to have Google index credible resources. Obviously we work in top tier, meaning Forbes, Success, mm -hmm. Money, Magazine, like the top tier ones. And it's not so far out of reach anymore because the digital publications are now the mainstream. So start focusing now on PR and SEO and Google indexing. That could be the number one thing that someone does because the moment social media goes down, what are they going to do? They're still mm. going to Google top brand strategists. They're still going to Google light healers, light workers. You have to be known for yeah. something. They might use DuckDuckGo, but they'll still search. Right? <laughs> it's true. I mean, they're going to, they will have to start um, looking for the things that they have yeah. needs for. And if Cause you're... Because I know people also using alternatives to Google. Now. Sure, of I, course. I certainly am. Yeah. But when you say social media would disappear, do you think... Facebook and Instagram, or do you think social media in general, even thinking potential, more conscious social media platform? That yeah, I mean, there's always going to be an emergence. I certainly okay. believe that. And I think that these categories and these unit of people like conscious entrepreneurs, right? Because that's who I work with. Conscious entrepreneurs are going to find a space that they can. It's, it's about community, hmm. right? Like, so if you are in a community that you're known for what you do, then it's about referrals, you know, so it's going back to that old boy way, old school way of, of business. Yeah. I've, st I've started, I've moved my communities to Telegram, for yeah, example. Yeah, exactly. Because Telegram. I haven't found a good alternative yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah, which is still a great space to be. It's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's different than any of the others. It's not being, uh, it's, it's uh, still encrypted, right? So it's a, more of a private communication. Those are going to pop up all the time, but those mm. are not long lasting, mm. right? We don't know what's going to happen. What we do know is that this, this worldwide web, if you will, is always going to be present. And, and, and then there's a lot of new conversation about building businesses on blockchain. Like we're doing a lot of things on and building our foundations on the blockchain mm. so that that stays and we've got control over it. I mean, there's so many different ways. Yeah. Um, however, I think that people need to really get smart and think about, it's not about the vanity that I've got online. It's about the impact that I'm leaving because mm. people are always going to remember that. And it's about anchoring in, I call it online real estate, right? How do you get that online real estate? You've got to get your name known. Someone's going to Google you or they're going to look for you and you've got to be coming up is that keyword. Mm. And that's the specialty that we do with our, you know, with our articles now. Um, because, you know, it's uncertain. But mm. what's not uncertain is you, your brand, your values and your story. Yeah, super interesting. I definitely think the next social media platform will be on the blockchain where you own your data 100%. and where you earn token when you, when you share it, uh, even though some people are around Bali working on that. Uh, I even invested 
getting a new phone this week, which is my data is based on the blockchain. So there are a lot of exciting projects. Yeah. Well, like even my daughter, Hannah Lay, she's an artist, right? She's a fashion designer and an artist. She just said, hey, mom, um, I need to buy some Ethereum. She's 13, <laughs> right? So Good she's call. like, she goes, mom, I'm, I need to be on this um, platform. It's on the blockchain. I think it's called Reddick or I don't remember the exact name. It just passed through my mind. Okay. And she's able to sell her art in trading coins, mm. cryptocurrencies. Mm. So people are buying her art and it's because it's on the blockchain, it is limited in the amount that the digital art can be sold. Mm. So there's a limited amount. It's just like her doing her one, her one time piece that she does on paper. Now she's doing it and everything's being scanned and there's a limited amount and they're paying her using Ethereum, using different types of cryptocurrencies. Oh, that's cool. It's amazing, right? Yeah. And that she's now has a complete whole different uh, community that mm. appreciates art and they realize the value of getting that piece, but it's not physical. They're getting it digitally. Mm. Like, so these are all these things are going to start coming up. And I think that's what we need to be really, really aware of, uh, you know, on how can we start leveraging what's coming up now. Mm. Last thing on the personal brand, do you advise people as soon as possible to create a website in their name? 100%. That's yeah. another Google indexing, yeah. right? Like you need to buy your namesake. In fact, I just found out my name was owned by another woman, Rhonda Swan. Mm -hmm. I bought Rhonda R. Swan. And sadly, she just passed away. And I just found out, I got an alert that that domain came available. That's almost impossible to get your name back. Mm. And so I got my name back, Rhonda Swan, not Rhonda R. Swan. Mm. And that's why I uh, started branding myself as the unstoppable mama. Mm. Because I wanted, to, I needed to be unique. Because oh, yeah. I didn't want people searching for Rhonda Swan. Because they were going to get her. Mm. So now I'm obviously been known for as the unstoppable <laughs> mama. I'm trying to rebrand myself away from that one. But I'm still, that's who I am, right? So, which is great. But that's, I think that's one of the biggest things. Is make sure you're, mm. you're getting that online real estate that anchors you in. Yeah. I've changed a bit my name. Because mine was a singer from American Idol. Really? <laughs> so it was hard to outrank. Right? It's so true. And that's when we start to get really super unique, right? Like, how do we, what do we want people to call us? And then we just start claiming it and naming it. Yeah, I've know? changed my name for, for URL, URL purposes. You have? Yeah. What is it now? Well, it was Alex Lambert. Yeah. And then I changed to Alex Lambert without the T because then you wouldn't find the American Idol. And then it's, now it's Alex E. Lambert, but that's more for, there's a numerology to name. And that's something to do with, uh, yeah, you communicate with your, the universe with your name. And mm -hmm. I wanted a name that's more aligned with certain frequencies, but I won't go into that. Well, just own all of it then, <laughs> right? Anything around it, just own its own case. Alex E. Lember. All right, okay. <laughs> mm. Well, we're approaching the end of that uh, episode, mm. but I'd love, well, can you share a little bit how people can follow you and what's next for you also how can people get uh, help from you also? yeah i mean i'm easy to find um i, will, I hope so <laughs> yeah right google my name Rhonda swan and you'll find everything about me because i have a knowledge panel we all need one of those um and i am on social however it's really simple to find me if you just you know uh, rondaswan.com takes you directly to you know, to all my, you know, mm. socials and everything. Uh, Unstoppable Branding Agency is my company, mm. 
right? So um, that's the easiest. And, you know, I, um, I do a lot of analysis with clients, like clients that come to me are experts, they're um, entrepreneurs, they're conscious entrepreneurs, uh, speakers and authors, and I help uh, elevate and reposition their brand from going from best kept secret to the world's known expert. And we do just what we're talking about today is like mm -hmm. taking that brand and saying, okay, what do we need to do to get you to be competition irrelevant and not swimming in the Red Sea? And there's not a whole lot of steps, but there are very specific steps that do need to be taken. And um, our first is always helping people start getting content written about them and letting other people talk about it. You know, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Also, you talked a few times about knowledge panel. Mm -hmm. Can you just share what that is? That is right now the key to you are either credible or you're not. It, 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 that's the number one thing that, that everyone's looking at. And I'm told this by like some of the top stages, speakers, right? Those that are looking for credibility. When you Google your name, the knowledge panel is what shows up on the right-hand side. Now, it used to only be, you know, seen by celebrities or actresses, actors, singers. Um, and entrepreneurs now are getting catching on. And what it is, it's, it showcases your name, your bio, all your social links, all of your uh, websites, everything you're about, it connects you directly to that. So like, for instance, I'm um, speaking on Women's uh, Forbes Summit and they immediately, I said, look, I've got some clients that I'd like to introduce. She's like, just do they have a knowledge panel? Like that's what they're looking for mm. because they want to know if they're credible. I'm just uh, put for a column in Rolling Stones. Give me the link. What do you, or do you have a knowledge panel? Because your knowledge panel shows up when you Google your name. It's what shows up on the right-hand side. All your data, and we don't build them. It's actually how it's connected, and, and uh, Google pulls it, mm. which verifies you, which so makes you, you need Google to verified. know how Google works. You need works. to know all the algorithms, how to connect all those dots in order to get it, but you need to get the SEO. That's why the Google indexing and SEO um, of your name is the most important. Yeah, it just really is, because that's that's you know, that's like the blockchain, right? That's where everything's at right now. That's where it's the most safe, if you will, but it's where people are looking right now. I mean, you go on dates now, people are Googling your name. <laughs> like they, you know, they just are. And that's going to be the differentiator between those that don't have it and those that do. Thank you so much, Rhonda. And thank you for sharing so many amazing tips. <laughs> I think it's going to be super useful for people who want to get more exposure, more impact and who believe in sharing their gifts more with the with the world mm. which is what we want you to do dear listener so thank you so much Rhonda. do you have a last word for our listener yeah i always um leave everyone with this if you're going to create a brand create a sexy brand and if you're going to be anything be unstoppable thank you for taking some of your precious time to listen to this podcast if you stayed until the end, I assume it was insightful. If you like this podcast, please share with friends. Remember that if you tag us in your Instagram story at the Light Leaders Podcast, we will repost. Tell us what you've learned. You can also leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now, if you think I can help you grow your soul mission business, you can register for a free 15-minute coaching call with me, go to www.thelightleaders.org slash free call. Thank you again and let's co-create the Conscious New Earth together.